welcome to Iconic Talk. This is your community's podcast with conversations about real estate, local happenings, and all things Winchester, Virginia. I'm Mark Francis, a local realtor, broker, and owner at Icon Real Estate. And I'm Madison Kilmer, a local realtor and part of the Icon Real Estate team. Mark and I are so excited to share everything that we love about Winchester, Virginia with you, and we want you to be informed, savvy real estate consumers in today's ever-changing market. Yep. If you want local knowledge, you've come to the right place. Well, welcome back once again. I missed you last week, and it was nothing that you did wrong. I just was... (laughs) ready to to go on a quick little break and i went to a lake and we didn't have time to get together and connect and do our show and then the just i don't know the last week's episode was just a tribute to just living life and and here you are i'm so glad that you're back so I welcome back too. yes thank you for having me third time third time um super excited to meet our guest today zach yeah so I've but what did what did you do last week i mean i was um, at the lake for a couple of days what did you accomplish in your world it's been boring i've had a couple rentals um i've actually had some learning experiences with some contracts that i got to learn a lot of fun stuff yeah uh and then i've just been honestly working it's been very boring boring work is boring boring work is it, boring. it can be boring until then you know until everything Until just, just hits the up. fan yeah. and then it's like chaos for a couple of days. But which... that, that's motivating also at the same time. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, it's I'm excited about our conversation today um, because it's somebody, Madison, who you introduced us to. Yes. And you'll get a chance to share a little bit of that story in our chat with him. His name is Zach Hoops. Um, he's the operations, operations manager of a title company, National Sediment Services, in the Northern Virginia area. And he has some very unique perspectives of marketing and um, just how you present yourself and how you build relationships to uh, just have people attracted to you of what you're selling or the services you're providing. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm he got, super he got your excited. attention. Yeah, so, I'm so excited to pick his brain. I've been wanting, I did a follow-up meeting with him after um, going to a seminar, and I have so, so many follow-up questions, so I'm so excited to just get to pick his brain a little yes, bit more. Yes, absolutely. Well, here is our conversation with Zach Hoops, and I think you'll enjoy it. Well, here we are with our operations manager of National Settlement Services, Zach Hoops. How are you? I am great. Thank you, Mark and Madison, for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. We are so pumped to have you. You're just making a splash in the Winchester world here, and you're, you're not even working in Winchester. So yeah. this is a unique one here for Iconic Talk. I love it. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I believe in branding and marketing, and when you want to build businesses over the long term, you've got to have some sort of presence. You've got high energy. We want to hear where that comes from. So before we even get started about any kind of career stuff or information that you might be able to share with us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Cool. Uh, my name is Zach Hoops. I am from uh, the Northern Virginia area. I was born in Fairfax County Hospital, lived just south of that my whole life. Um, went to school Virginia Tech. Uh, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. Okay. Finance and management double majors, if that. Yeah, nice. That's why I studied, because I didn't know what else to study. There's plenty of Hokies around here. Oh, there are a lot yep. of Hokies. Uh, lived in California for a few years, in San Francisco specifically. I'm an epic hiker. I'd be willing to wager I might be the biggest hiker that you guys have ever met. I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, wow. which goes from Canada to Mexico in, in 2018, and have aspirations for the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail. Yeah. I love hiking a lot. So. so that's the thing. I mean, people will do that in 
a few months, right? Yeah. Three to four months from the very bottom to the top Appalachian yep. Trail. Yeah, depending on, but yeah. What's the What's the best trail you've been on here in the East Coast? Ooh, the best trail. I haven't done any long trails. I would say my favorite hike is down in Jefferson National Forest is Sharp Top Mountain, hmm. the Peaks of Otter. It's like probably two and a half, three hours uh, south of here. Not that far south. Um, just north of Roanoke. Uh, when I went to Virginia Tech, it's only like a two mile hike, but it's got an amazing 360 degree view. So you get nice. up to the top and you can see everywhere. Yeah. And I would literally get up at like 4 a.m. in college uh. and drive, hike in pitch black, be there for sunrise, get back in my car, drive another hour south. And be wow. There for, for that, the morning. that story right there tells how intense you are. Oh, yeah. yeah I, that's no joke. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little bit about me. And then uh, in 2019, I came back to the West, or excuse me, to the East Coast uh-huh. um, and helped with my family's title company. So National Settlement Services. Founded in 1988 by my father. Uh, he founded a title company. Um, he, he kind of randomly fell into title, but he founded a company because he wanted to be able to bring his dog to work. That was the inspiration. No way. Which in, in 1988, which was is something, you know, now anyone can do that. Yeah. But yeah. for my dad, that's what he wanted to do. So he founded his own company so that he could bring his dog to work. And we've been doing uh, title wow. ever since. Wow. Yeah. So 1988 to now fast forward and here you are. Work in the family business. Exactly. What did you see and learn growing up that then made you say, oh, yeah, I think I can, I'll dive into that? Yeah. Well, it's conspicuous how little my father pushed it. Looking back, growing up, I didn't even think that, I, you know, my father owned a, a company. Like, he just didn't ever, it wasn't ever a thing. And it was just kind of the water that I was swimming in. Mm-hmm. I didn't think much of it. And even when I went to college, you know, didn't think much of it. I worked for him over the summers, like in high school. Do really in 2019, he called me. Um, the refi boom was going crazy, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, also also this resale market was going crazy, and we were just underwater. It was hard to hire people as COVID hit, and our little title company we just didn't have enough manpower. So he called me and said, "Hey, uh, will you just come back and?" basically do all the paperwork that needs to be done and hmm. uh, help help with the team and by the way I, I want to retire and rather than selling the family company I would love to kind of talk about my exit strategy and so that it really formed much later on more recently and and I came back it was kind of the, he called me back for the family and I, I answered the call and just in time been, for COVID right exactly and it's yeah. been amazing ever since <laughs> so how big is the is the business in the company right now we have 11 full-time employees mm-hmm. so not super big. And how do you describe and define what a title company is? Let's just dive right into it. Right. Because we're here for Iconic Talk. We love to talk to people who are in the real estate business and industry. And, uh, you know, put your hat on of just every Joe person here that lives in Winchester or beyond that they they hear, okay, yeah, I know, I've heard of what a title company, you know, they exist, but what do they really do? Define that in a nutshell. Great question. Um, my answer is I usually take an approach. I say, hey, your lender, they probably help you get the money to buy the house. Your real estate agent help you find the perfect house and get under contract. The title company is the, the last partner to come in and actually facilitate the transaction. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that goes on under the hood of transitioning real estate. Mm-hmm. And there's a titles company's job to do all the really boring work to make sure that you successfully buy the house that you want. I love you say boring, but it is very <laughs> essential though. But it, it is it super is pa- boring. It is paperwork. <laughs> yes. So no, that's a good answer because you're right. It's the, the final concluding spot part of a purchase or a sale of a home yeah and you know as a realtor myself and madison you too you know we we see the full spectrum of beginning to end yep and we like to position our clients to make sure they have 
appropriate people on the way who can take care of the job. So what about your title company stands out and you're saying it's very small, you know, so yeah. all the things that go on under the hood, um, I'm sure there's a lot of things that can go wrong along the way. Yeah. So what, what do you guys do to, to stand out along the way to say, yeah, this is, this is the place to actually go to closing? That's a, that's a great question and a question that, again, not a lot of buyers know about. So maybe even before that, I'll just answer kind of my next layer to answering yeah. what a title Elaborate. company does yeah. is I say that we kind of do two things. So the word title, um, people often think of like cars more than homes, but the title is your ownership to the property. And one big, one of the two big pieces of what a title company does is we check the history of the property all the way back to basically when it was first zoned and platted. And we make sure that you're buying the property under the conditions that you expect. So we mm -hmm. say title is clear, it's mm -hmm. unencumbered, mm -hmm. because there are all sorts of ways that title can become clouded. Mm -hmm. And these aren't, we won't dive into the details, but um, these are important and can have huge financial costs mm -hmm. if the title company doesn't do a good job and catch those when the buyer is buying the property. Because if you buy it and we don't, you know, buy a property and we don't clear a problem, well, now it becomes your problem right. as the buyer. Right. So I say we do that, we clear title. And then the other thing is we do escrow. You hear escrow a lot. And escrow is a fancy word for an account that we're, we're the people that balance the checkbook paid on time. And so it's our job to make sure that every single cent is accounted for mm -hmm. on your closing disclosures and then make sure that that money gets to the people on time. Mm -hmm. So those are the two kind of big buckets that I say. That word escrow is funny because, you know, here in Virginia or West Virginia, if you're selling, you, you say, I'm going to closing. California, for all the people who watch those shows on television, they're like, oh, we're in escrow. Yeah. You know, and I think I have a lot of clients that be like, what are they talking about? What do they mean they're in escrow? That makes no sense. But you just kind of explained it. Now you, you've lived in California a little bit. Is, is that kind of a funny difference and unique thing that California has versus Virginia? Yeah, it's really an East Coast versus a West Coast thing. They do they do title very differently out there. Um, one one is that they just the terminologies, but they also often on the East Coast the buyer picks the title company and often pays the majority of the fees. Mm -hmm. On the West Coast, it is different. Um, they often pre-open escrows. They can open them before we have a ratified contract. Um, and then another interesting tidbit is that on the East Coast, title is very federalized. There are a lot of agents. So for example, you know, I run national settlement services, but we're an 11 person company. We issue title policies, but we issue them on behalf of an underwriter, a really big national company. Ours is First American. Um, and on the East Coast, that is a large part of how it's done. There are agents, so third parties, we're an agent um, that writes insurance on behalf of the underwriter. On the West Coast, it's very different. It's predominantly just the underwriters. There are, a lot, there are just a handful of really big players where on mm -hmm. the East Coast there are lots of little players, mm -hmm. um, which is just another interesting East Coast, West Coast difference. Hmm. Yeah. And so let's just think real quick about like, what do you do specifically as an operations mm -hmm. manager? Um, and, and talk a little about under the hood. So you, you, you talked about title, you making sure it's clear title, having all the paperwork going. So day in, day out, what can a regular consumer or client who's buying or selling a house expect that? What are you guys doing? Uh, me specifically? Well, yeah, you, let's yeah. talk, yeah, let's talk, talk you me. specifically. Yeah. Because right. you're here with us right now. So Great. what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so 11 person company, uh, operations manager means that I do anything and everything that falls outside of the lane of any one of our employees. Mm -hmm. So we have, um, you know, marketers, sales reps who go out and find new business. And then we have the processors, uh, title reps who 
really clear title who, who process the, the work that we have going on. And then we have me. Mm-hmm. And my job is just to do everything that falls outside of that. So that could be marketing. That could be IT. That could be facilities, right? Mm-hmm. The, the internet goes down. It's my job to fix it. If the toilet doesn't work, it's my job to fix it. If we're hiring another processor, that's my job. Mm-hmm. So my job is just to make the machine run, mm-hmm. uh, which is not interesting or that it's hard to define, but and every day looks really different and every season looks really different. So in a really busy season of uh, real estate, my job's going to look really different than a, than a slow. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, I would say if I had to boil it down, my job or how I see my job is to make is just to make National Settlement Services the best title company that there is. And I like to think every day about how we can kind of re-envision mm-hmm. how title works mm-hmm. in, in small and in big ways to really push it forward. Because one thing about title is it's not the most cutting edge industry. It sure. has a lot of old players. It kind of plays by a lot of old rules. It's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of I paperwork. I don't like paper. Just give me digital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a lot. So I'm trying to, there isn't a ton of young blood in the title industry. Right. There's more and more every year, but I'm trying to really lean into how do we make national settlement services the best ever? I, I yeah. say a lot, we're a 35 year old title company. What's my business plan for the next 35 mm-hmm. years? Not the next year, the next two years, but what, what do we build for the next 30 Well, I love years? that you're saying that because it leads to where I'm thinking we can go next. And that has to do with how did you even get in connection with any of us here in Winchester? So, Madison, I'll even look to you because I think it started with the connection that you had with Zach. How did you meet Zach? Yeah, so I went to a learning seminar on reels, which is something I'm super interested in. And that's where I met Zach, where he did a whole, I think it was an hour of basically just going through start to finish how you can really market on social media. And I thought that was super interesting because title companies are not very interesting. (laughs) That is true. um, To be, I remember, I think the first 30 minutes I sat through the seminar, I didn't even know that you did titles. I didn't, I didn't know that title, like a title company is what you did. Um, And I liked that because Everyone was interested, though. I think there was probably like 80 of us in the room, and we were all interested. You had our, our, our full um, attention. And then at the end, I was like, oh, my gosh. that's what I asked Ross, my brother-in-law, who had me, had me come, and I was like, what, what does he do? Why are we here? Mm. And he was like, you can learn so much. Um, and I just thought it was super interesting because a big part of social media and what I've focused on is making a connection with an audience and then educating on what you do. And I think that you did a really, really good job and set a really good example of how to do that. So then I set up a meeting with you a couple days later and we kind of went over, how do you make a connection? How do you utilize our number one resource as business owners, which is social media? It's free. It has the most reach and you can kind of get your point of cross and you can kind of grow a connection with someone behind a screen without ever knowing them. And I thought that was super, super interesting. So that's how I found you. So doing a seminar like that, yeah. not talking about in the, the under the hood things about title company, yeah. correct. we're able to attract realtors or lenders or other things. Yeah. That speaks to your level of marketing ideas of how to integrate you know, a whole different segment of people into the boring title world. Yeah. So what did your dad have to say about that? I mean, was he, was he on board with, with you going way outside of the boundaries here of title companies? I would say that, um, the, the old guard has been, um, was maybe initially a little bit skeptical, very open to it, not don't do it, but 
you know, uh, it is a, it's a little bit of, of a stretch in the sales world. Most people will knock on your door and say, here's what I can do for you. Like, give me, mm-hmm. like, give me, an, uh, give me a chance, give me a chance, give mm-hmm. me a chance. Mm-hmm. And, and my whole philosophy, which stems exactly from wanting to be the best title company to re-envision what title partnerships look like is I want to add value first and mm-hmm. I want to add more value than anyone's ever added to mm-hmm. you before, right. before I even ask for business, before I right. even say I'm with title. Yeah. Um, and then I will, as uh, one great broker says, I, I want to earn the right to be your title agent. But first, mm-hmm. I want to walk the walk, so mm-hmm. it's unquestionable if I'm interested in your well-being, helping you grow your business. So, uh, real estate agents aren't aren't really interested in the the under the hood of title. Yeah. It doesn't solve their problem, yeah. but a big um, and help solve your problems. And, and that's building relationships build too. That's what you're talking about. Exactly. The partnerships, the relationships, the just. You want to know who you're working with, exactly. And in any industry, in any business, in any corporate setting, um, it makes sense to at least get to know who you're working with on a regular basis. And and so putting a service, putting a, a kind of a dangle, a little fruit or a carrot out there to some people, and be like, hey, I can train you and educate you in something. Mm-hmm. That something happened to be social media, online presence, and all that. How did you present yourself as an expert in that world? Yeah, well, the best way to do that is to not claim to be an expert. So I, I am, one thing that I always tell realtors is, hey, if you wanna go from zero to six, I can get you there. If you're a real estate agent who's doing amazing things on social media, I never wanna claim, and, and this is great more broadly on social media, I never wanna represent that I'm something that I'm not. So I never wanna come off that I'm more of an expert than I am. I only want to be regarded as knowledgeable to the point that I actually am. So I will, but luckily a lot of real estate agents need to go from one to six. There mm-hmm. are very few that need to go from six to 10. So mm-hmm. I have those people. I know those people. I'll refer you to those people. Mm-hmm. I'll get you from zero to six. So um, really I practice it myself. I, I told myself two years ago, I just need to start making reels. I started making one every single day. And then after you make a few hundred, you're pretty good at them. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, Hey, you know, real estate agents need this help too. And what they need more than, um, big strategies or lofty ideas is they need someone to get on their phone with them and show them which buttons to press and show them mm-hmm. how to make these things. Cause that's what really stops people mm-hmm. is the, the unknown of the, the mundane, the under the hood, the, in the dirt, the mm-hmm. weeds, uh, they don't need someone to come say, Hey, you need to build an empire. You should start a YouTube channel. You should be on every single social media channel. And that's what, when I see other social media gurus, that's a lot of that. So I'm the guy that will get into the weeds. I'll get on your phone with mm. you like we're gonna do today, I will I will get with you and actually do the thing so that it is no longer a mystery and you can actually begin to learn yep. and begin to do. You're meeting with Madison and another agent of ours right. later today yep. to, to just get un, under the hood of online social media exactly. presence. So in your opinion, since we're talking about this subject, what makes online and social media presence effective? What, what about it to assist in promoting yourself or your business. What yeah. about it works? Um, yeah, f- philosophically, like you want something that your potential customer wants. That's the kind of content that you want to create. Whatever your customer wants, whatever adds value, right, is a stereotypical answer. Um, and I kind of segment value into two different buckets. One is that you can entertain people, mm-hmm. right? That's a way to add value, is to make them laugh, to make them put them in awe to tell them interesting stories or you can educate them. Mm -hmm. So those are kind of, it's not all encompassing buckets, but those are kind of the two buckets that I think about. So, and then you really want to think about not what is entertaining and what is educational for you, 
but what is entertaining and educational for your client. Mm -hmm. So you have to empathize. You have to go the distance, stand in their shoes, say, not what do I think is interesting. As I'm on my phone, I'm scrolling, scroll, 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 stop. And you stop on something that is either funny yep. or something that has content of like, oh, I want to learn more about that. Exactly. Otherwise, you keep scrolling, you keep mm-hmm. scrolling, and then you bypass all the content that you're that somebody else is putting yeah. out there. And you want to be the person that you have stuff that mm-hmm. like, oh, anybody who's looking on Instagram, let's pick that for example, mm-hmm. I want them to pause and yep. stop and click on something that I've got. And you want the person, your potential client to do that. So mm-hmm. this is a great, this is actually really good, is a mistake that a lot of realtors can make is making content for other realtors, right? They, they make mm-hmm. content that is jokes that other realtors will find funny, but their buyers might not find funny. No, don't which, even understand it. Yeah. Which is okay if you want to become a true social media influencer and you mm-hmm. want to have real estate agents and you want to figure out how you're going to monetize a bunch of real estate agents. But if you're, you know, the 99% of realtors who make business locally by helping buyers and sellers, you want to make the kind of content that is is going to be either educational or or entertaining for them not for other realtors so mm-hmm. i mean i say I, I i'm a title guy right i could talk about title all day but that doesn't solve my client's potential problems so i don't talk about that mm-hmm. so that's just a, a typical that's a, a frequent a pothole that a lot of people fall into so let's educate our audience just a bit and uh, go down a bunny trail that could be fun yeah so we are both real estate agents, yeah. you are a title person, and obviously we're all about passive marketing and this kind of relational marketing that you want to call it, that, that yeah. draws people and attention to ourselves, so then ultimately they're going to use us for the service we provide. Mm-hmm. So if you are just everyday person here in Winchester and you are scrolling on Instagram, what is it that gets people's attention? Why, when you are looking, let's just use a real estate agent because that's mm-hmm. what we are right here. So yeah. Madison and I, if if you are looking to hire a real estate agent to either sell your home or to purchase a house, um, what would you look for online? Yeah. What what stands out of like, oh, that person knows what they're doing? Yeah, because of what you see. What what's the content out there that you would be looking for to spot a good agent? Yeah. The first thing that I would say, which is like a pre-answer to that question, is that referrals are great. And anyone in Winchester thinking about buying or selling a home probably knows someone who knows a realtor and is going to get a referral. But in the modern age, I would say that you should always be fact-checking that referral. You should always do be doing at least 10 minutes of your own work. Google that realtor mm-hmm, right. and make sure that they are are wonderful. And What's that the they content are they're putting really out great. there? Yeah. Exactly. And so that leads us to social media. So everyone should be doing a little bit of due diligence on the, the real estate agent they've been recommended. And due diligence is just plugging them into Google. Mm-hmm. So the first thing, of course, is you're going to look at reviews. Reviews are great. Um, but I would say... I mean, I think that social media is actually extremely important. You want to go because you want a realtor that is knowledgeable, is personable, uh, is um, someone who you're going to get along with because you might be in the market for a long time. Mm -hmm. And then a big differentiating factor, I think, for realtors is what is the realtor, what is my relationship going to look with them after closing? I think a lot of real estate agents, um, you know, pay attention to pre-closing, but then don't think, hey, how am I going to keep taking care of my clients? How am I going to become and remain their real estate advisor for life? So mm-hmm. if I'm a buyer on on the internet, poking around, deciding between the few real estate agents that have been recommended to me, I'm going to look at for those qualities. And for realtors, the best way to 
stand out in, in those, that capacity is short form video is mm -hmm. reels, TikTok, uh, YouTube shorts, Facebook reels, whatever. That is where you can really let all those things shine. You can educate buyers, not just on real estate, but on the local happenings of Winchester, mm -hmm. right? Um, all the things that are going on, you can be their one-stop shop for all of the, the local happenings, the things they should know about. Uh, in the local community. You can be their one-stop shop for how the market is going. You can mm -hmm. be, you know, and so I think it's really important to vet real estate agents. And of course, there are a lot of really great rate real estate agents who are not on social media. So just because they're not doesn't mean they're not a great agent, but an agent that is, you know, showing their expertise off on social media to me is the one that I'm going to lean into every single time because they've demonstrated yeah. their expertise. I'm not just taking yeah. on someone's word. I'm actually watching it happen. It is. You're mentioning it's a generational gap as well. Mm -hmm. There's some agents or other industries with people who are not tapping into yep. social media for whatever reason. I, I think one of the reasons, one argument would be, well, the audience who is on social media is not my target audience. Yep. Um, you know, so I'm advertising to a crowd of people who a, aren't going to be using my services or B, don't mm -hmm. have the money for the services that I provide. What's, what's kind of your argument to overcome that potential obstacle? All right. I, I've got two points to that one. The first one is actually they are on social media. If you look at the user statistics, like every generation is on social media. Yes. Instead of it being 99% of people uh, are on social media for 20 to 30 year olds for the 60 to 70 year olds. It might be 60%, mm -hmm. but it's still, mm -hmm. um, there are still a lot of people there and it's, and it's still free. And this is something that's super important is there are a thousand methodologies available to real estate agents mm -hmm. for marketing, but the vast majority of them cost a lot of money. So the return on investment on social media is just so high because you don't have to spend any money, especially in markets that are, are not super strong. Mm -hmm. You can have contact with so many of your, your people, either prospects, your sphere of influence for free, even if only half of them are on there. Right. That is still insane ROI. The second thing I would say is, so they are on there, but you just need to pick the platform that they're on. So when agents always come and ask me, hey, what's the best social media platform for me? I, I, I always answer, which one do you like and where is your sphere of influence? If your sphere of influence is all on Facebook, you should not be on TikTok to start. Right. right? Eventually, maybe you can get there. That's an ideal world. I, I no, like to be no practical. No Snapchat, no TikTok. Right. Yeah. Go where your sphere right. is. Sure. Go where you like. Um, and if they're all, if they're like Madison and I, they're probably on Instagram. Great. Yeah. Then go to Instagram. But pick the channel and don't do six channels. Do one channel really mm -hmm. well. And mm -hmm. once you have proven to yourself you can do one channel really well, then you mm -hmm. can add more. But just go to the one that's going to be effective. So that's mm -hmm. what I say. They actually are on there. And even if there aren't that many, it's free. So that's not mailers, magazines, all the things you spend a lot of money on. When you got, when you got to watch your pennies, social media is still free. Yeah. And then pick the one that works for you. Yeah. Just go there and don't overthink it. Love it. Yeah, and one thing that you taught me that I took away from the second meeting was it should not take a long time. It shouldn't be, like you said, not six platforms. You shouldn't be throwing everything out there. I used to try to make a whole cinematic ordeal mm -hmm. of my reels, and I realized, Zach said, look back and look at what you like. What are you drawn to when you're scrolling? I'm not looking at real estate videos. When I'm checked out for the night. The last thing I want to be looking at is interest rates and the market. I want to be entertained, like mm -hmm. you said, or I want to find people that I trust maybe 
as a girl, it might be my skincare routine or it might be, you know, a, a fit or a fitness thing. Um, but what was drawing me to those people? And they were so real. It wasn't a whole entire production that someone put together. It was someone that maybe I just woke up, didn't have makeup on or just was wearing a regular outfit and was just taking a selfie or taking a, a quick video walking down the street. And you feel connected to them because you're like, wow, that's a normal person putting out normal content. And I think you told me, I think you said it shouldn't take more than like 10 minutes. Um, and it shouldn't be more than one, two takes. I have yeah. a horrible, horrible <laughs> obsession with doing like five There's something takes. about like a little bit of bumbling and stumbling that's still endearing. You know, you want it. It's personable. It's personable yeah. and it's raw and it's um, real. And so, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't I started, have to be perfect. I would dissect the people that I, I, I go to a couple businesses solely because of their social media and mm. they're my age. And I just thought it was so admirable that uh, they had an amazing business at my age and that's my goal. And I really dissected what it was and it was just, you didn't feel, especially with real estate, when you're going to trust somebody with asking personal questions, we're looking at their finances, we're looking at their credit scores, their histories, we have to hear their their stories, where they're at in life. It's a, it's a personal experience. Mm -hmm. And somebody, you wanna be with someone, you don't wanna walk up with someone that's in a full pantsuit and heels that has it all together, you know? Yeah. You want someone that you can text and say, hey, it's 10 o'clock at night, I'm freaking out, I need to talk to you. You want that connection. And I think social media is a great platform to grow it before even having that first conversation. Yeah. And I'll even answer my own question. You gave two points of what do you say to the older generation who isn't sure about it. Well, I can tell you this is the way the world has gone mm -hmm. and it will continue to go. Social mm -hmm. media is not going away. The form of communication consistently changes over time. And if you're not evolving yeah. as a, as an industry or as a business person or as an entrepreneur, you name it, if you're not evolving, you're dying. Yep. And I think that's probably the conversation you might've had with your dad at one point in time of like, how are we going to revamp your title company for the next 30 years? Yep. Cause the last 30 years was successful. So how do we shift that? And I think you're, proof in point to say it's working here you are in winchester virginia uh not a resident of here mm -hmm. don't really know the area as much as we madison and i might do for sure but here you are on our podcast yeah. talking about something that spoke to madison and now we know about your title company yeah and now more it. agents now you're meeting with more agents sure. and you're going exactly. through growing yeah um yeah and i mean i don't want to say minimal effort but literally just from two meetings and it was like so yeah. It, show, it shows the sphere of how, how fast you can grow if you make the right connections. Well, keep it up, Zach, because pretty soon or later you'll plant a flag here in Winchester. <laughs> That's and, right. Uh, and that, so tell us real quick before you go, uh, you said you recently got married. You, I You did. were telling us off, off air here. So yeah. what does that look like in your life right now? How long ago was that? It was only about three weeks ago. Congrats. Yeah. Awesome. It's been amazing. Yep. Um, people have asked me like, what's been the, the biggest difference? And I say that it brings me a lot of joy um to have said my vows out loud and to um like we have them on video so i can always recall them so they're just a good anchoring point that i can always go back to and at any specific moment of maybe weakness or being a little lesser than the perfect partner is i now have the vows out there so i can remember them and say hey i swore these things and so this is what i'm gonna live up to yep that's awesome well you're you're amazing person to be able to show us all of the world that you know um and being here in winchester we, we really appreciate it and we yeah. we think that you're gonna actually i know you're gonna be successful down the road and so we're excited to continue to partner with you so zach thank you so much for being here and um we will look forward to hearing more from you later so. thank you guys so much for having me on the podcast it's you been got a it. blast appreciate it
Well, Zach was full of energy. He brought his A game and he really showed how he got our attention mm-hmm. and, and how to uniquely market yourself. When he was talking about how his father positioned his company for the last 30 plus years or so, and now he's being handed the torch and be like, all right, what's next? Yeah. You're right, title companies are it's boring. It's, it's not, very boring. <laughs> and it's got to be challenging to try to attract new business. And yeah, and I guess his target audience are real estate agents because it's a, up to a real estate agent, as he explained, to, to pick the title company. So here we are. And he's, he's marketing himself to us, but in the guise of online social media expert, which he's vastly talented yes. in. Yes. Knows what he's talking about, so he doesn't have to prove himself. What, what did you learn? What stood out in the conversation of what he just talked about? Honestly, all around, I just think that he's an awesome person. I think he's a great representation of it. It's so much more of a relationship business than really mm-hmm. the business you're doing yourself. I mm-hmm. mean, like we talked about being an agent, being a, a title company, it's boring stuff unless you're looking to use that service right away. No one cares. Mm-hmm. They're not interested. I think he's just a prime example of you can just be a a good person, a fun, genuine person to be around and people will be drawn to you when the time comes to need you versus marketing your business right away is just going to turn so many people away. Like he said, you can just go bang on doors and and just ask five, 10, 15 times, use me, use me, use me. And without the building of a relationship and getting to know who that person is, that's, that's honestly, that is my marketing strategy. That is my marketing one-on-one without revealing all the things that I like to do that I explain to our icon real estate team. Uh, he, he hit it in a nutshell of building relationships and ultimately, can I share a little secret? Mm -hmm. This podcast came from that kind of thinking. Yeah. The, the part of it is saying, what service can I provide to the general public in Winchester and beyond that goes beyond just talking nuts and bolts about real estate? Yeah. And, and here we are, 99 episodes later, um, talking to somebody like Zach who has a similar mentality yeah. of we want to provide services well beyond just real estate that will allow you to understand who we are, who Mark Francis is, who Madison Kilmer is. In a way that we, they know us. Yeah. I and think then they trust us. I mean, we're really shaping the future for what it looks like to be a salesperson moving forward. Yeah. I mean, talking about his dad's company 30 some years ago into now in the door knocking. I mean, that honestly makes me so uncomfortable to think of ever going and being like an actual sales I have done person. it. Trust me. It's that that so could be cringy. another that could be in another it's episode. So I could give you the life of my of my sales 100% commission go knock on doors salesperson experiences. I hated it. Yeah. And you feel bad about yourself. Oh my gosh. You feel so bad. (laughs) Chalk that up. We will talk about that in another day. (laughs) For another day. Yes. To commiserate with all of you people who still, who do that for a living and hats off to you because I did it and it's hard work and it's not fun. Yeah. So, um, but (laughs) back to subject, building relationships is where it's at. Even in that knocking on door kind of thing, you still have to build a relationship. So there's techniques in it. Um, which, by the way, my wife is reading a book that's basically it being an influencer, all a part of that. And so, you know, we can that's another conversation that we can maybe dive into of, of how you are 
influencing people in a way to then utilize you. And what Zach is doing is influencing people in a way to display a service that goes beyond just what he's making money at, which is great. I love it. It's a, it's a lifestyle lifestyle. Yeah. I call it relational marketing. So that's, that's really where it's at. And, um, just another technique of that in our episode today. So thank you, Zach. So in our upcoming events in the Winchester, Frederick County area, what's, yes. what stands out to you? Ms. So Madison? June has so many fun things coming up. I'm so excited. The first one we've got coming up is the Winchester Little Theater. They're showing their twist on the three little pigs, dot, 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 kind of. Yes. yes, okay. This will be from June 17th to the 24th, and it will be a hit for children of all ages, and also they are promising that the adults will not want to miss this as well. Cool. I drive by that all the time, and I saw the sign. Yes. And it's very interesting. It, it looks fun. looks fun. I love that. I might take my nieces and nephew. Um, the next one we've got on June 24th at the Museum of the Shenandoah Valley is having their annual wine festival where there will be so many fun things to do, or if you would rather sit back and relax, there will also be live music to enjoy the whole time. You can enjoy a nice glass of wine and some beautiful scenery, and this will be held from 1 to 7, and you don't want to miss out, and yep. that was June 24th. And I talked about them last week on last week's episode mm-hmm. for their Juneteenth thing. I, that was a big success. I did a drive-by, and I saw a lot of cars there. Yeah. The day before their Juneteenth event, I went there, and their Lego exhibit is amazing. It's really fun. They it's really cool. They always have everything. There's all kinds of stuff going on you there. You can't. So. Yeah. It was a great venue. It's a yeah, great, it's it's a great a, area. It's an, yeah, so it's, it's beautiful. Definitely show up. And then last on June 29th, the Homestead Farm at Fruit Hill Orchard is hosting an event of picking and grinning on the porch where you can enjoy live bluegrass <laughs> and old time country music by the local musicians. Oh, it's making me laugh already. They'll be picking and grinning. Yes. Oh, that was a tongue twister for uh-huh. sure. They will be serving some of their country style dinners from six to seven, which will be optional. And the music is all free so seven to nine you can go enjoy they just ask that you do bring a lawn chair sure and it is kid friendly so whole family can enjoy that that sounds amazing so many things happening springtime is here and we are loving the outdoors so even just we can get through the rainy season a little bit here this week but we'll be fine and last um, night was crazy yeah there's there's all kinds of stuff that goes on around here you never you know it's gonna rain it's gonna thunder it's gonna pour but that's okay Well, thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Iconic Talk. We hope you learned something from today's episode and really look forward to sharing more with you next week, the 100th episode. We've got some fun surprises for you. Remember, when you look for a real estate professional, and this really rings true, make sure they're experienced, innovative, personal, dedicated, and available. Yes, we appreciate you spending some of your valuable time with us, and we would love it if you would take a moment to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. You can tell them we can be found on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Thanks to our editor extraordinaire, Simeon Vitalia, and our social media guru, Gordon. Until next time, think iconic.